Hello and welcome to NRL.com's preview podcast for Women's Empire State of Origin on Friday night. My name is Alicia Yin and joining me today to talk all things Women's Rugby League are a couple of lovely ladies who I reckon any other time of the year, any other situation, they'd be out there running running onto Sunshine Coast Stadium, but they can't be this year. Um, my first guest is Tammy Bremner, former former Blue. I'll say former, but she'll be back. Um, how are you? <laughs> Wonderful, thanks. I'm excited this week because it's Origin Week, obviously. But um, personally, I'm really good. I'm really good. I think um, last time I was pregnant and it was Origin, I um, I didn't. I wouldn't say struggled, but I really thought about how much I wanted to be out there. Um, and I think second time round, it's a bit easier because I know um, how much joy the baby brings, so it'll all be worth it. And also, I have that confidence in knowing that if I do everything I can, I can get back out of there. So I'm super excited just to watch this week and feeling really good myself. And um, as soon as the game is over, I'll be counting down till next year's one for sure. Yeah, awesome. And how is the pregnancy going at the moment? Where are you at with it? Um, 22 weeks today, which is exciting, well over halfway. Feeling really good. Um, yeah, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm just enjoying this pregnancy a lot more and putting a lot less pressure on myself to physically do things. I was, I did put a lot of pressure on myself when I was pregnant with Reef. Um, all I thought about was returning for football, um, which is a crazy thought now that I have Reef. I sort of think, how could I just, how could I think so much about football when I was having him? Um, but yeah, so second time around is very different. Um, I feel very calm and content with where I am and um, really enjoying um, the process of being pregnant and becoming a mum for the second time and um, just looking forward to having another baby and then um, eventually getting back out to play football. But my body feels good and my brain feels good and, yeah, it's actually nice to have a little bit of a little bit of a rest. You deserve it after what you've done for the past few years, playing footy and starting a family. Now, next guest is north of the border, injured Maroons forward Annette Brander. How are you going, Annette? Hey, yeah, I'm going really well. Um, yeah, injured at the moment, but it's five weeks post-op this week and next week this time I'll be getting my moon boot off, so it'll all start then. It's I'm mean, Just like Sammy, I'm really excited for the week ahead and um, I think I thought I'd feel a lot differently. Like it is, it does suck, you know, not being able to play in an origin, but I'm actually really excited to, for once, be able to be on the other side. It's a local stadium for me, so I'm really excited to just be able to go down with my friends, watch some footy and sort of not have the pressure on me. So it's really exciting. Because did you get injured in BHP and then play a couple of weeks? Is that how it all happened? It went down? Yeah. Um, so I was playing for the Capras in our BHP competition in round one. I think it was just my luck, five minutes to go on the buzzer. And I just got caught in an awkward tackle and um, couldn't get back up to sort of carry on. Um, thought it was going to be a bit bad, but then the next day I sort of it felt all right and I went and saw some physios um, on the sunny coast and uh, played three more games after that and got into the Queensland Origin squad training and um, just the second week of that I was just testing not as good as I did the week before so they sent me for some scans and turned out that I had um, a partial syndesmosis injury so it wasn't completely torn but it wasn't far off and yeah 
was able to play three games on it. So <laughs> don't know whether that helped or made it worse. We hear a lot, but about that, like, you know, a lot of female players in particular are just playing with injuries that they're not even aware of really because, I mean, look at Keely Davis, you know, with the arthritis um, around NRL.com this week around that, um, you know, playing six months without without knowing, I guess it just, it's one of those things that probably just needs a bit more work on in the women's game, doesn't it, the recovery and rehab? Yeah, I think that is something. And I think that um, we're just so used to, I guess, because it's, before we never really had the access that we do now. So we're so used to sort of just soldiering on and um, I think we convince ourselves that it's not as bad as maybe it could be and then, yeah, it's not really good for us in the long run. Yeah. All right, we'll get into some footy chat. Um, just before that, though, Sammy, I've got a, a bit of a trick question for you. I want, want to know where Annette, which state she was born in, and for bonus point, do you know whereabouts in that state? Should I know this? <laughs> no. Oh, Wikipedia is great. Wikipedia is great. It. Yeah, just, just. I don't know. Wikipedia is right. It's, um. Anyway, can I opt for a clue here? So wait, what state she's born in? Is that it? That's all that I'm going to start yeah, with. Just, yeah, just give us what state she's born in. Queensland. Ooh. She better be if she's playing for the Maroons. <laughs> Wikipedia tells me, and Annette can confirm, that she was born in New Lambton, Newcastle, New South Wales, and moved to Queensland when she was two. Is that right? So what you're trying to say yeah. is Solly, you know that song that they sing where all the Queenslanders are from everywhere but Queensland? Annette Brandon needs to be on that song. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. There's a few. There's a lot of crossover. With hey, them. look, I was two and I had to move because... It was too cold. <laughs> I had asthma, so the doctor actually told me to move. So really, New South Wales rejected me. <laughs> so you were born allergic to New South Wales. Yeah, it just, it was fake. I was I born allergic to Queensland, but I just don't, don't get any reaction me. to it. <laughs> How good. All right, let's get into some footy chat. Um, last year's game, 24-18 win to Queensland, obviously broke through after New South Wales won the first two games. Under the official origin banner, I know it's very, uh, very conjectured when we talk about origin. As we know, origin in the women's game has been around a lot longer than four years. Um, what, I guess, for what was it, what did it mean to you, Annette, to sort of play and what are you sort of expecting this year? Um just in terms of the crowd and, and I guess the whole event. Yeah, it was really special for me last year. Um, being a Sunny Coast local, you know, I started playing footy here. So for it to come back to a stadium like the Sunshine Coast Stadium and um, women's footy is really popular here among the young girls and it's really, really growing. So to see all of them really excited that it's, that it's here and all getting tickets to go was a big thing for me. Um I think the turnout this year will be even bigger. Last year we had COVID. Obviously there were some restrictions there with how many people you could have and I think everything had to be sort of seated just so there was enough room. But this year um, I think you've seen the storm games that they've had there and they've been absolutely packed. So I think it'll be something similar to that this year. And what have you made of the changes just looking at Queensland? Um, obviously, you're not there. No Brittany Braley. Steph Hancock's obviously retired. Um, Destiny Brill, Tiana Rafson-Smith, a couple of really decent under-19s players. 
um, Brianna Clark, Natasha Puritakinen as well. She gets a go. Um, yeah, what have you sort of made of the changes? And uh, we'll get into it, but Talisha Harden and Rona Peters sitting there on 18th, 19th, do you expect them to play? And what are you sort of expecting from, from Tani? Um, yeah, it is, it is a bit of a, you know, new look team that we've got there. Um, Brittany, yeah, obviously isn't in there this year. I think she's just got, um, a, you know, she's just got a few family things and she can't commit with her work and stuff like that. So uh, it's really exciting for Destiny. Um, having played against her in the BHP, I know she's a little um, firecracker. She's super tough. She can play in the forwards as well. So I think that's going to be really good. Um, Tiana brings a lot of aggression. I went down and watched the grand final, so I think she's sort of a bit of a wild card as well. She's played in the back. She's played a bit in the forwards. Um, but, yeah, she has a lot of aggression and she sort of just plays with heart, which is super exciting. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, honestly, what they're, what they're doing with Talisha and um, Rona. Come on. Uh, personally, just... No, I, I genuinely don't know. I have been um, talking to them and I w went in camp for some treatment last week, but I genuinely do not know. But personally, even just re-watching Rona's hit from last year, she's she's a player that you, I don't know, you just need there for those moments. Every, I think, Queensland game we've played with her, there's been at least one time that she's put on a big shot that was extremely important for the game and really turned it around. Had she not have done that last year, we could have been looking at a completely different scoreline. Um, so, I don't know, it's hard to keep her out, but, you know, Tash and Bree, and they're, they're super fit and they've had really good seasons, made it to a grand final, so... I don't know, it's, it's, I guess it's it's going to be really hard for Tani and Talisha is obviously um, coming back from a small minor surgery that she's had on her knee, but she's a workhorse as well. So she's definitely someone that, you know, has been in the team for a while and has a lot of experience and is just an absolute workhorse. So I really don't know. It could be, it could be a different team list coming up, but yeah, oh. Wait and see. I can't give you much more. No, no, she's keeping it close with her. Sammy, as, a, as an opponent, um, I guess, where do you see Queensland's strengths and how, who do you have to shut down if, if the Blues are to win this game? Um, I know a lot of the time people focus on shutting Ali Brigginshaw down, and I definitely don't disagree with that. But I think the biggest threat is more or the combination um, with herself, Tamika Upton and Taryn Aitken, I find that a massive threat in itself, their combination. Um, they all individually and together, or more so probably Taryn and Ali, um, have that ability to um, really control and dictate a game. Um and we've seen it in, especially from Ali in Origin two years ago, as soon as we really didn't allow her to tell us how the game was going to go and to dictate the entire game, um, it sort of changed in our favour a little bit more. Um, but in saying that, it's not that easy, and I understand that it's easy for me to say we just need to make sure Ali doesn't run the show as much as she would like to. But that is why she is such a wonderful player because she has an ability like someone like Cameron Smith to make 
everything work in the way to benefit her team. So, and then she has someone like Taryn Aitken who is so good on the field and um, works so well with Ali Brigginshaw directing her players around. And then you've got one of the best fullbacks in Tamika Upton who she could play a support role with her eyes closed and just know where those players are. She is such a good support player. Um, I think it's so threatening those three being on the same team, especially at this level, um, even at a club level, um, it's amazing to watch and to play against. And um, then when you put even extra fire in the belly because it's origin, um, I think that's going to be where Queensland biggest threat is. How would someone like Tiny Norris be feeling? And even Kylie Hilda, we know that they're the first um, two female females to be in charge of the women's origin teams um, at once. What, what do you think that they'll be feeling, Semi? I think um, I know both of them on a personal level and I think now that I say those names next to each other, they both are probably two of the most competitive females I've ever played with Um, and I love that. I love that they're going to take everything personal this Friday um, and they're going to make sure that they do everything in their ability to make sure that their team wins origin. and I think deep down it would be silly if I didn't say that, you know, they would definitely want to be um, one of the first women coaches to um, win an origin and win such a big campaign. And um, who wouldn't? That's the competitors and the um, competitive people that they are. And um, even though I want Kylie and the Blues to smash Queensland, um, I think regardless of whatever coach does it is going to be a – huge leap forward for the women's game, but I'll also be proud of whoever it is. Um, A lot of girls that play now, they will be inspired by that if coaching is something they want to do. And even girls that aren't playing or just want to go down the coaching avenue to see um, one or two of those girls in Tani Norris or Kylie Hilda um, working hard to get themselves as head coach and then taking out the title, um, that's going to inspire younger girls to maybe go that pathway and know that they can do it too and see them reap the rewards means that one day another girl can can do that. How's Tani been, Annette, just when you were in, in the squad and I'm sure you, you know, you've been around the girls, well, what's the what's the messaging there been from her? Um, it's actually quite funny because Tani, as a player, I think I only got to play one game with her, but she was super intimidating. Um, she's just so up on the field. Like I debuted in women's rugby league against her and I got a blood nose, my first hit up and it was from her. Um, so she's actually much more calm, I think in a coaching role. Um, she's obviously super excited a big thing I know that she's massive on and she was when she was a player as well as defense so that's one thing that um she's really been drilling into the girls throughout the campaign and one thing she will still be doing this week it's a huge defense focus and you know if if they can't score tries they can't win so I think um watching her play as well her toughness um and the passion that she has is something that is second to none, you know, having her in camps before and seeing her talk about how much Queensland means to her. I think that will also help fire the girls up as well. Yeah. And obviously opposite her is Kylie Hilda, as we mentioned before, and she goes from player to coach quite unique 
um, in, in any game, but in, let alone the women's game. A um, couple of changes. Obviously, Maddie Sutton's return for, for New South Wales is is a pretty big one. She comes in from Mel Howard from last year. Um, Holly Wheeler's back from a knee injury, which is great to see. Kennedy Charrington's debutant alongside Keely Davis uh, with Shaley Bent dropping out. Um, Sammy, what have you sort of made of the team and in particular with, with Maddie? I'm excited to see Mads back out there in the Blues jersey. I spoke to her yesterday um, and I think it's just a case of, you know, when you um, you miss out on something for a season or two seasons or uh, anything in general in life, when you don't have it, you want it more. And I think that's where she is. She's back in the Blues jersey and in the Blues camp and she wants to make the most of it. Um, and she's been thinking about this moment for a very long time. I know she's super excited. Um, I have all the faith in the world that Mads and Corbin together at six and seven uh, for New South Wales can really do some damage together. And um, I feel that way because I've seen them on the weekends playing their local club footy together, how well their combinations um, uh, are and how how great they're becoming. They're um, not only good together, but they're really good at using those players around them to the best of their ability. I watched them both as well use Jess Sergis in the City Country game um, with purpose. I think that takes a lot of knowledge and skill to not only play well together, but to understand who's playing outside you and create something specifically um, for that player and their skill set. And they did that really well with Jess Sergis, I thought um, they it would be Maddie a left right pass to Corbin. Corbin would square up straight away and almost run a unders line to give Jess Sergis more room, and that's what she needs. She's she will beat people. She doesn't even have to have a one on one. She'll beat people two on one, and she just needs the room. And I think they were very clever at creating that. Um, so I can't wait to watch that little link up happen again, again, and again. Um, and hopefully she scores another three tries like she did in that city country game country game um I'm super excited and really quite proud of Keely Davis to be back out there playing um it's been a long time coming for Keels and she's probably one of the hardest working athletes that I know and um I've had many chats with her about what her goals were and this is from two years ago and she wanted to be running out playing in the blues jersey with the number nine on her back and I'm super proud um, that she's going to get that opportunity as long as she doesn't fall off any chairs between now and kickoff like last year. And um, and she's overcome some really huge obstacles with um, her arthritis in, in her back and, and everything like that. So um, just for her to run out on the field, um, I know what she's like as a player and um, on and off the field and she's going to give it her all, especially if she's um, a starting nine. She's usually coming off the bench and, She's just an energizer bunny, and um, there's no doubt in my mind that she won't energize the opposing nine. And then Achille and, and Jess players that I guess are part of who, who to shut down if you're if you're a Queenslander trying to um, I guess win this game. Yeah, definitely. I think Keely is such a pocket rocket. You know, unfortunately, she did miss out last year, but um, having been in camps and having played against her before, she is so quick off the mark. She's super fast. She's super nippy. She will definitely give them, I think, a little bit more 
um, go forward. So that is definitely something that we need to shut down. You know, we can't be too loose around the rock. We can't um, give them any room behind that rock. Otherwise, she's just going to, you know, pick it up and go and she is that quick that they're going to have to, you know, try and chase her down. Jess obviously has every year she sort of goes from strength to strength. She's been playing some awesome footy in the New South Wales um, competition and she's always a threat with the ball, I think. So, you know, New South Wales back line, I think you've got Bo, you've got um, Jess, Izzy, you've got a lot of speed out on those edges. So I think for Queensland what they really need to do is shut down the halves. You know, hopefully if we can shut down the halves, get up in their face, um, pressure the kicker. You know, Maddie is a great kicker. She has um, been a leader for New South Wales previously. So I think she's going to want to have a massive game. So we really need to sort of get up in their face, um, shut them down a bit. So then hopefully the backs aren't getting any good ball and they sort of have to come in and do the work themselves. I think that will really help Queensland. All right, prediction time. So, Annette, who wins this game and by how much? <laughs> and who's your player of the match who will receive the Deli, um, Nelly Deli medal? Um, I think Queensland are going to win. I think that it's going to be another close game. You know, watching last year's, it, it was an absolute awesome game. And I think this year will be very close again. Um, I'm going to say 16 to 10. Um, in favour of Queensland, obviously. Um, and Nelly, Nelly Doherty medal. I don't think I can go past Tamika Upton. She's like the female Tommy Turbo. So we've seen what happens when Tommy doesn't play and Meeks has just been even better this year. She's scoring multiple tries a game. Um, I just can't see anyone else getting that other than her. So I think she'll have a blinder, score three tries and, yeah. What about uh, what about debutant? Who are you expecting if if out of one of those five to to do a job? Who do you reckon is the one to watch? Look, I think um, all of the debutants are awesome football players in their own right. Um, I just think if one of them is really going to step up, I feel like it's going to be Tiana. Um, again, like I said, she's super aggressive and she's just got a really football head. Um, I haven't had much time with her but I've watched a lot of games and um you know have a lot of good friends who play with her at Burley and they can't speak highly enough about her so I think you know she's only 19 she's got nothing to lose she's gone out on the biggest stage for women's footy and I think she's going to want to put on a big show and get in their faces and make a name for herself all right Sammy what about for you who have you got to win or what's the score we're assuming you're going to go for New South Wales here um yeah what's the score and who is your (laughs) prediction for player of the match um, I'm going to go blues by 40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we're talking the women's game or not? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm terrible at maths, but not that bad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go blues by four. Um, and I think I'm going to go with Hannah Southwell. Um, I think she's going to get a uh, player of the match. Um, she's obviously a wonderful player, but she's, what I like to call like an origin player. She pulls out the big guns in origin and definitely um, every time I have played against her, um, she's one person that I didn't want to run at and didn't enjoy playing against physically. Just, and it reminded me when um, 
Solly was talking about Rona Peters, very similar player. Um, both of them are the players that um, if you run directly at them, they'll snap you in half. So, um, yeah, I reckon Hannah Southwell for the Neil Doherty Cup um, player of the match. And, yeah, by four. I think it might be a close one. Very close indeed. Um, all right, before we wrap up, I just want to get you, firstly, girls, what, what's your favourite sort of origin moment as a player? Um, I'm guessing 2018 is pretty hard to beat for you, Semi, maybe. But, yeah, Nett, maybe it might go to you. Oh, it's sort of hard. Um, I've got a couple. Um, I think I can't really – thinking back on it today, I was trying to narrow it down to one. And thinking back to my debut in 2014, um, I was lucky enough to be a part of the uh, 15 in a row winning streak. So that was extremely exciting. And I also got the opportunity to play with, you know, some of the females who paved the way, like uh, Renee Kuntz, Steph Hancock, Karen Murphy in Murph's recall game for Origin. So that was really special. And she was my half and I, I was her centre. So it was really exciting to actually experience what that was like and having her in my ear really pushed me along the way. And I don't think I'll ever get over how I felt in the shed beforehand. And, yeah, it's just a, such a special feeling for me and to remember my debut. I think my favourite moment of, of you and it is when that ball before halftime, I think it was 2018, oh, everyone talks about it. I've never seen you run like, so fast. <laughs> Collected this ball in the in goal and just had to try to – didn't even bother trying to get out of the in goal, just ran it over the – the back line and, and oh, ran so fast. Yeah, the forest jumping. <laughs> yeah, I look back on that now and I'm like, why didn't I turn around? I mean, I'm not quick enough to in 30 seconds run down, run 100 metres and score a try and step for all these people. But I, don't, I didn't even, I don't think I was actually, I think I was just having a bit of a nap and then I was like, oh, crap, there's no one there. I better go. I'm already at 100. I can't slow down there. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Awesome viewing. Sammy, what about yourself? What do you, what do you, um, what's your favourite? I agree with Sol in the fact that there's so many moments in um, different origin campaigns that you just sort of pinch yourself and go, wow, this is, this is so awesome. Um, I guess a couple of mine would have been um, the first year we drew against um, Queensland. Um, that felt like a, a win for us. It was the closest we'd ever come to winning in 18 years. And um, it, I know it felt like a loss for the Queenslanders because it was the first time they hadn't won, whereas for us it felt like a win because it was the first time we hadn't lost. Um, and I thought I think that might have been a bit of a turning point in our blues culture, we started to think, geez, maybe we can um, turn the tide around a little bit here. Um, and then we just kept building on that. But um, that was amazing. And it was also one of the first times that we played in a, in a pretty busy stadium up in Townsville. We played before um, the Cowboys and the Sharks game. And so there was a packed crowd. So it was probably the first time that I sort of felt like we were really playing in front of a lot of people and people cared about what we were doing. Um and then when we won um, for the first time ever, that was uh, an amazing, amazing feeling. It was um, I'd played for six years before that um, and lost and at times got flogged by the Queenslanders. Um, so that was just such an awesome 
feeling to finally have gotten a win. Um, but, yeah, like Sol said, sometimes it just comes down to moments or players you play with and that's what makes Origin so special and so so memorable and obviously why it keeps both Solly and I are hungry to go back to play. Can't wait to see you guys both on the field very, very soon. Before we uh, finish up, just want to get your thoughts both on uh, – NRLW expansion, obviously we know it's going to go to six teams this year. Lots happening behind the scenes. I'm sure it's very stressful for the girls leading into this game as well, but I think they've done really well personally from what I can tell, just, you know, putting it aside for a week. Um, Annette, what's your thoughts just on the six-team expansion and I guess um, how it's all sort of working in the background there? Yeah, I think it's a great thing that they have expanded it. I know, you know, it's been something that we've been talking about for some time now and unfortunately COVID sort of thrown a a spanner in the works there and we weren't able to do that last year. But it's really exciting to see how many NRL teams actually are pushing forward and want a women's team Um, and having, you know, another three teams in the competition is only going to grow that more and um, the participation rates will hopefully go up as well. It's unfortunate that we've lost the Warriors. Uh, I think that's a really important team that we definitely need to get back in the future, especially for the Kiwis who aren't playing in the Australian competition, just to, you know, sort of see some more talent out of there. It's super exciting um, that there is a lot going on in the background at the moment, and I guess that's that just comes with new teams and um, there's so many different parties that sort of, you know, have to work together and... Um, I think it's good that the girls have been able to focus on Origin a bit more this week because with, I think, the pre-season starts in like three weeks or something. Um, So it is a bit of a stressful time. A lot of girls don't know who they're playing for, who they're eligible to play for or um, what's going on. But I think it's just growing pains at the moment. And, you know, once we get past this point, it'll be really exciting and an awesome competition for the end of the year. Are you hopeful of getting back by then or you, what's what's your situation with that? Yeah, I am hopeful. Um, I get out of my moon boot next week, so this time next week. So um, the hard work really starts from there. It's just going to be a case of, I guess, how quickly I can strengthen my calf up to start running again. Um, so I definitely would be ready by the time the first round kicks off, I think. Um, but it's sort of a, I'm sort of in a hard spot at the moment, you know, being injured, obviously you're not the most attractive player to teams having missed a part of the season um, and being worth, you know, a fair few points with the new point system as well isn't really working in my favour. But, yeah, I'm hopeful to to get back and get a contract and be able to play in this year's competition. A player of the 2019 Grand Final, surely someone's going to snap you up. <laughs> sure, you will get snapped up. Sammy, Sammy, what about for you? Obviously, you're you're watching from the sidelines this year, waiting for. What do you mean? Uh, what you, oh, you got something? Look at my gut up. <laughs> you in? Yeah, I've created a headgear for my gut. I'm ready. Maybe <laughs> should watch them from the box. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are your views on on the six team? I'm sure you've heard a fair bit happening as well. Um, yeah. What, what's your thoughts and where should the game go from from here? I love it. I think it's an awesome idea. Um, I think um, the NRL have done an awesome job of 
not not taking their time because I I don't I think they actually did it quite quickly. Um, but thinking about the strategy of how to do it, I think they did a really good job in that. Um, it's not something that you can just say if we want six teams, you'll get six teams. We have to understand and work out everything that goes into that, the amount of players that go into that, um, the funding, and um, we need to do it properly. And the biggest thing for me as a player um, is making sure that we do it in a way that every team is strong and the type of footy we play is a good type of footy that people want to watch and um, they think our skill set is worth watching and worth being broadcasted and exposed. Um, I think if, you know, when we first started NRLW, if we decided we're going to have six teams, I don't think the growth or exposure was there yet. So I definitely give the NRL a lot of credit in how they've done it and taken their time a little bit um, and I think the only way from here is to continue to grow it. Um, the exposure is going to be the best thing and to understand that there's not only four teams you can play for now, there's six and hopefully one day there'll be a little bit more than that um, because when girls turn on the TV now, they have a lot more opportunities than they once did and that's an exciting thought. What about if you were in charge of Parramatta or the Titans or Newcastle? Who would be your first player that you'd want to recruit um, for the next 10 years? So 10 years, yeah. myself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Never along. laughs> myself so that I'd have a, have something to do when I'm bloody 40. Oh, my God, security. I am 40 10 years. That's depressing. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, oh, there's plenty, there's plenty of players that I'd love to – sign for 10 years say I think um someone that would be great for that is somebody like Corbin Baxter she works hard she does as she's asked always she's a no fuss type of girl but she also um has such a such a role in the culture of every club that she would bring more players with her. She's a great player to be around off the field but also a great player to play with um and if I was in control of Parramatta or whoever, um, I'd be all for those no-fuss players that do as you ask. What about for yourself, Annette, to finish off? And Solly. <laughs> Sorry, I meant and Solly. <laughs> I'm looking at her on my screen thinking, that's so slack. I didn't even say Solly. She <laughs> to New South Wales originally, so I'd pull her <laughs> She can play for Newcastle where she was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, Newcastle. No. Um, I think um, I think I've spoken about her before, but Tamika Upton, she's like the male version of Tommy Turbo. She just brings so much, and it, it's as a player, I think especially playing against her, it's super frustrating because she just looks like she's out for you know a, a morning <laughs> stroll, but she's scoring tries left, right, and centre. She's making breaks. She's barely even stepping, and she's getting past four people. Um, I think a player like that, someone that you could build a team around um, and then you could get the likes of, you know, Sammy and Corbin and um, people like that who can lead through the middle and have that experience, like that extra experience as well. Tamika's also a bit younger. She's a bit of a country bumpkin, so she's also no fuss. Just um, I think in the, what was it, 2019 grand final, she'd never played fullback in her life mm. and she gets thrown in at fullback and 
has a blinder of a game. So someone like that that you can really sort of build a team around is someone that I would probably be looking to sign if I was a coach. Also, great fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good answer. I like it. I like it, girls. All right, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Anyone around Sunshine Coast region, get out to the Women's State of Origin on Friday night. Should be an absolute ripper of a game. Ladies, thanks for joining us and, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me.